Not only do I turn looks, I turn bottoms into tops. I might be a bear, but deep down I'm just a kitten. Hello! I'm Hunter Harden. And I'm Papa the Bear. And, and welcome, welcome to the Real House Bears of Salt Lake City podcast. <laughs> I, I wish I wish you guys could see <laughs> his body movements. <laughs> he like does this like he did this like flourish with his. You gotta hands. speak with your hands. <laughs> My English teacher said that like speaking with your hands while you're talking, um, like helps your brain activity or some kind of crazy it makes you smarter well i uh, speak with my hands like even when we're recording or when i'm doing like my real job and i'm training other people i speak with my hands all the time still i feel like it helps you be more expressive absolutely <laughs> <laughs> i i just tend to be an expressive talker in general you're expressive with whatever you do i do try to be i'm a performer I'm a singer I'm and a, a performer and a dancer. <laughs> so welcome back to another week. Um, another week where we still don't have our bottle of Vita. It was going to happen the other day, but there was quote unquote car troubles. I remember saying I had car troubles when I wanted to be late to work. <laughs> so um, again, the communication is still going. I still feel like it's going to happen, but I just feel like um, it's going to happen maybe at a time that's a little bit more convenient for the other party, you know, just when they have a spare moment. Jeez, I don't know when that's going to happen, though. I'm not holding my breath anymore. I know, Hunter, Hunter's getting really impatient, guys. He's been so anxious just for this bottle. I'm like, it'll happen, but it just probably won't happen on our time. I don't know. We'll quit making plans with us and then backing out or not even <laughs> showing up last minute. It's rude it, and it's selfish. Well, surprised <laughs> that we're um, early this week. Yes, we are early this week, and there is a reason for that. Yeah, so um, I'm actually going to be going out of town tomorrow to visit my mother for her birthday, and I'm going to be gone for a little bit over a week. So, you know, we are our own producers, and we, we don't have the fancy technology and the fancy producers so that we can do this from across the country. And Right now we're in a... A three-foot-by-three-foot closet with half the clothes taken out (laughs) just to record this. So um, we're coming to you early this week so that we can be maybe a day or two late next week. We try to always try to get our podcasts out on Sunday, but this next week might be a day or so later. Monday, probably, at the latest. But But I kind of like getting it done early. I think getting it done by Friday kind of... It, it's it's off of our minds all week. Yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah, and it's fresh in our minds, and it gives enough people to watch or listen to the episode before they watch the next one. Well, maybe we can uh, do some rearranging of our schedule and give that a try. I'm not so sure. We'll I see. Know. <laughs> <laughs> every week we're like, we're going to get it done earlier this week, <laughs> and then every week it's Sunday. We're like, oops, I guess it's time to record I know. the podcast. Like, all right, let's set aside four hours so we can do this. <laughs> You are actually talking to two mama's boys. I'm a well, huge you're listening mama's to. boy. Yeah, oh we are both mama's boys through and through. Well, I am the only boy and the youngest out of five children. Yes. So, of course, I'm my mom's favorite, and I got away with murder, basically. I'm like the worst child in my family. <laughs> uh, I don't know. You got you got some big personalities with those sisters, though. Yeah, but they don't do it. They never did anything bad. They did good in school, and they never did anything like... 
you know, they didn't steal a car. Any, I didn't steal a car, but you know, like <laughs> well, as far as your mom knows, she you weren't all that bad. You just didn't get caught. I didn't get caught. Yeah, I was in a detention a couple of times, but no, most of the times I didn't get caught at all. So that I was really lucky. A lot of my friends got busted for stupid stuff, but. <laughs> I wasn't, I never really did much to get in trouble until I was older in years. Like, I was a really good kid. I never got in trouble. I got good grades. I always followed the rules. And then around 20 something happened, and I was in college, and all bets were off. Ah, uh, college years. <laughs> uh, those were some of the highlights of my I was like, I literally got sick when I graduated because I loved it so much that I didn't want to leave that I got ulcers. I was so stressed about leaving college because I loved it so much that I got that I developed ulcers. Oh, so whenever I want you to do something with me that you don't want to do, that's why you always don't feel good all of a sudden. Well, oh, <laughs> I get it. Listen, uh, I've done lots of damage to my stomach over the years. Graduating <laughs> college was the least of the damage. It was just and the I... start of the damage. <laughs> uh, well, kind of funny. Did I, didn't I just say all bets were off just a second ago? Did you? I think I said when I went to college, all bets were off. Oh, yeah, probably. And so that's an easy, easy segue into this week's episode. I guess I wish I would have planned that better and just... And really went ahead and did that. Do you get it? Do you get it? All bets are off. Do you yes. get it? Do you get it? Do you get it? But do you get it? I don't know if I do. They're going to Vegas. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <That's so stupid>. <laughs> <laughs> this is like our daily life. That is how I talk to Bear all the time. <laughs> in riddles. In riddles. <laughs> in songs. Euphemisms. <laughs> in riddles and songs. Oh, That's yeah. how you communicate with me. 100%. <laughs> so, um... Let's go ahead and get into this week's episode. And let me just start off by saying, you know, every week I'm dumbfounded by the scenery, the scenic shots in this show. But I feel like this week I was even, it was even, I was even more blown away. Every time they cut to a shot of Salt Lake City, I was like, Man, this is even prettier than last week. I know. It's probably because... I wonder if they do all those types of shots in one day or if they, like, spread it out. Because it seems like there's more snow on the ground right now in these latest episodes. Oh, yeah. I'm sure there's crews here throughout. Yeah. You know, I'm sure there are people who are responsible for filming the the ladies and there are people who are responsible for getting scenic shots and all that kind the of The landscape stuff. and, like, the silhouette of the mountains, just, they always blow me away. Every day when we're driving... Our, just sitting at home, I'm always like, look at the mountains, look at how pretty they are. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if we've said this before, but I hope I just never get used to how beautiful it is here. It's I, I'm just still, it's been um, two and a half years that we've lived here and still every day. Well, just yesterday in the car, we were talking about if we ever move, we have to protect the view that we're going to have because we have such a beautiful view now. I know, I will not downgrade. <laughs> it's um, uh, We'll try not to talk about Utah too much for those of you who don't live here. Shut up. But, you know, when Travel opens back up. If you need a vacation spot, it really is so beautiful out here. And I'm saying that as someone who has just discovered Utah in the past few years. Okay, so <laughs> I feel a little silly, but Jen Shaw's tagline, how she says, I'm Queen B and MVP, they both have such strong meanings because the like the bee's nest, the honeycomb, is our state symbol. The oh, bee. And then MVP right. is most valuable player in sporting. Did you just now coach. think that? I just now figured it out. Oh, like, my I was sitting there gosh. thinking of it. I was like, that's why she says Queen Bee. So explain to everyone about the beehive. Um, okay, so the beehive, I can't remember the exact story about the beehive, but... Um, 
it was very important to Utah growing up, and it has now become the state symbol. State, yeah, I think uh, it has something emblem. to do with like working. I can't remember hard. exactly what it <laughs> is, but like even. Um, who was the guy that even if you here? go to like founders homes there are yeah. beehives in the decoration and beehives in the uh, on and the uh, what do you call the stairwell the yeah. uh, banisters, banisters and, stuff like and that. on the highways they have like little beehives on the our signs. state patrols our state cars patrols have the beehives. beehives on it so i was like wow jen good job you hit a double header with that because wow. her husband's a coach so mvp yeah but i didn't get the queen bee Me either. I just oh got my it. gosh that's I, there's I, i'm glad that you didn't think of that already because i felt stupid cuz i I thought of it earlier today, and then it just popped in my head again just now. I'm like, oh my god! Yeah, do a do a quick Google search because there are beehives all all over the capital, all over Salt Lake, all over Utah. Oh, and here's a fun fact: what? our state bird is the seabird, the seagull. I mean, the seabird. <laughs> That sea thing, uh, yeah, the seagull, and the reason the for land that gull. is when locusts and the uh, the stuff was coming and destroying all the crops, and all the Mormons were dying off because they weren't getting enough food. They said a huge flock of seagulls came and ate up all of those crickets. Are they? They're not crickets. They're like grasshoppers, locusts. Locusts, yeah, yeah. I think so. Ate them all up and then like regurgitated them, regurgitated them all into the Salt Lake, Great Salt Lake, Great Salt Lake, and then they they saved the Mormons. Yes, the seagulls. I call them the land gulls because um, I didn't understand I, that seagulls didn't just live by the sea. It's a common misconception. <laughs> when I said, those are seagulls? Why are those? They we're not by the sea. And Hunter's response was, bear. They're, it's like butterflies. That Butterflies don't come from butts. <laughs> or butter. <laughs> so I still call them land gulls because I think it's funny. I think it's so cute. All right, well, let's um, quit babbling and let's get into to this week's episode then. I'm done engaging on the conversation. We start off at Mary's house, and if I remember correctly, this is Mary's only scene. Um, yes, it is Mary's only scene. Uh, no, no. Uh, no, because there's another scene of her in the closet. I, I messaged that, because in this first part, I was like, yay, she's out of her closet. And of course, <laughs> she's having a very upsetting conversation with Robert you're right, Senior. You're right. There is a closet scene. You're right. But she's she makes a comment that she's afraid that once she becomes too much to handle, that he's going to get rid of her. And he's like, "Are you serious?" And she's like, "Sip." He's like, he was like. I don't have time for this nonsense. That's just the stupidest question you've ever asked me. That's what he looked like. He's like, that's a stupid question. Why would you even ask me that? It is, but it kind of get uh, like opened me up to just how in, like insecure she is, and uh, she's just worried so much about. Yeah. She worries so much about things. Like she's well, got a long list of things that ir- like irk her, and all you know, that stuff. I try not to get into like what I don't know about Mary. But you know, I listen to a lot of Bravo podcasts. I have constant conversations with a lot of my friends, and a lot of these other podcasts and other folks really like to talk about the trauma that they think that Mary probably went through when she was younger. Um, I have another friend who um, actually has. Um, been through um, an eating disorder for herself, and she talks to me how she sees signs of an eating disorder from Mary. But I just don't feel like, first of all, I want us to be kind of a little bit of a lighthearted podcast where people are just here to kind of laugh and have a good time. Mm-hmm. But I also just don't feel comfortable um, speaking on these things that are so serious that I know nothing about. And I wouldn't want to be disrespectful to anyone who is really going through an eating disorder or who has really been through trauma in their childhood or in their in their family life um, and, you know, be insensitive about it. Uh, yeah, but it's hard not to be like, 
observe what is going on because they are on a reality show. They are showing their lives out there. They are getting paid to do this. True, true. So I, I have a hard time kind of not being mean, but I do want to be nice because <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't want to be rude. I'm, I'm like a lot of these ladies in the first episode, I was like, oh, I don't like her. I don't like her, blah, blah, blah. Now I like love them. <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, she's great TV. She's really, really great TV. And I really try to separate that because, again, we've seen all these kinds of videos and read all these articles about what she has done, what she is doing, her church and all that kind of good stuff. But I'm just for right now, for now, I'm just going to focus on the few moments <laughs> that we get her each week on our screen. Listen, if my grandma was going to leave me an empire and stuff and even a church so I could get praised as well and be felt important and just tons of money and businesses just to and you have to marry you know your grandfather <laughs> I would do it <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna lie about that <laughs> um, in the next scene Meredith and Brooks is shopping in this really cute place called River Horse Provisions it's a really cute shop um, Brooks' diet is pretty much... I've been on the same exact It's basically diet his personality. No fun. <laughs> it's the no fun personality Brooks' diet. That's, like, offensive. Yeah, I've been on this diet a thousand times. Like, my friends used to joke with me, because um, I used to do, like, really extreme dieting, and my friends were like, Corey, did you have your three almonds that you get today? Mm. <laughs> You're like, I've had half of one today. I'm full. And whenever I go to Starbucks, I always get a skinny vanilla latte, so I'm like, no sugar, no fat, no fun. Mm -mm. But all the taste. Ooh, I don't know about all the taste. But the funny part about this is that Brooks says he's gluten-free, sugar-free, and dairy-free, but everything that he sees in this shop that he wants is off of his diet. Even the dog food. Yeah, yeah even the dog food. <laughs> you know you're hungry when you like, ooh, this dog food looks oh, this good. Looks good. <laughs> have you seen, like... like, have you been into those types of, like, organically owned, like, owned by farmers type of shop, and you see, like, the dog treats, it straight up looks like good oh, yeah. food. I mean, you can buy, like, dog treats in the freezer section at the grocery store now. It's crazy. It is really crazy, but I like, it's, that's, I, I relate to that. I'm like, well, even today, we're like, you know what? I, I really want a burger, but let's go find something that's better for us than a burger. Yeah. And then we went to Chili's and ate things that were worse for us than a burger. <laughs> I had a salad. Eat caviar, bitch. Yeah, but you also had pasta filled with cheese and fat and, and carbs and all that kind of good I stuff. I was starving. <laughs> I, know, I, just, I was so hungry today. All I had was just a little bowl of oatmeal this morning. I just thought that was so funny. We're like, yeah, let's go to a restaurant where we can like have some choices that are lighter so we don't have a burger and weigh ourselves down and keep gaining weight. Listen, and I felt like I was eating healthy because I didn't order any fries. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you and Brooks can go out to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Did they even get anything at that I'm shop? Not, I don't even know if we made it that far. It was a pretty quick scene. <laughs> um, I like that they always call Jen's chalet, Jen's chalet. They yeah. don't ever say Jen's house. They always say, it's always chalet. It's always Jen's party, and it's always Jen's chalet. Shaw chalet. Um, Jen and Sharif are hooking up Heather Gay with Sharif's, like, best friend, Big Daddy. And Sharif is, like... Excited. That's my dog. Mm, mm. This made me real, like, really realize why Jen needs her husband home so much. He is so much fun. He's got such oh great humor. I love watching him dance. Uh, he's gonna spark it up. I'm about to get this thing sparked up. Right, the trunk, baby. Okay, baby. Yes. Spark, <laughs> spark, spark, spark. Oh, I love that. And I love how much he loves Heather. Don't breathe heavy like. I think that's weird. They're like, 
They're like best friends, okay. and I love it so much. So I was going to say this later during the restaurant scene, but I'll go ahead and say it now. Do you know who Heather and Sharif remind me of? Who? Michelle Obama and George W. No. But switched uh, the other way around. so good. Yeah, they're switched the other way around oh gosh, as far as gender and so race and everything good. else. But they're very much Michelle Obama and George W. Like, you know that they want to pass mints to each other. They always got inside <laughs> jokes going with each other. <laughs> I, it's, th this whole entire episode, I'm like, look, it's Michelle and George W. Oh, I love that. That's kind of cute. But and yeah, the their relationship, like, you could tell Sharif loves his girl. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And Jen loves that Sharif loves Heather. I know. I'm so glad that she doesn't have any like jealousy or anything over that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I love it. I think it's really cute. Speaking of cute, we've got both Whitney's brother, Will, and Whitney's dog, Rocky. Have we met Rocky before? I have not seen Rocky yet. I haven't seen very many dogs on this. I don't think I've seen any dogs yet. Oh, we've seen a few, but I don't remember. Um, I don't remember seeing Rocky before, but he gets a lot of screen time in this scene. Um, Whitney explains, like, the complicated history of her family, and we hear again that her dad's addiction was another reason why they're all split up. For, like, ten years. Ten years. Um, Will has been kind of unsure about reconnecting with his dad, but we've seen a little bit this season him gradually yeah. jumping in. Well, I could totally see where he's coming from, too, because apparently, like, he says, um, you know, talk is big. We've had this conversation before. Oh, yeah. You know, so because like, yeah, I was wondering what happened in their family like that, but that can really break up a family saying, I'm going to get clean, and then everybody pitching in and putting in their efforts, and then you bailing out. Heck so yeah. I could I could see where the other two are coming from. Um, but this, it, I felt really uncomfortable when Shaylee came in. Did you see how long <sighs> it took her to go around the banister? Yes, yes. It took her a very long time, and, and I could feel the anxiety, but it made me feel good that they both greeted him with dad. Hi, yeah. dad. And you know what I also love? They all looked each other in the face. Did you notice that? I did. I did. I noticed that, too, because a lot of families don't make that strong eye yeah, contact. Yeah, but they were like, he was, he was like genuinely happy to see my child's face, and they were genuinely happy to see their dad sober. Yeah. Um, Will's shoulders seem very stiff. Yeah. Did you notice that? He carries all the stress in his shoulders, for sure. I don't know if it, he doesn't have a neck, and that makes the, like, a button-up shirt makes it look like that, but he just seems so stiff in the shoulders. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I think that's just kind of where he cares. He's probably uncomfortable right now. Yes. He's seeing his dad, who he hasn't seen. He's um, on camera. Yes. This is the They're first time. They're about to have this uncomfortable conversation. Yeah, this is the first time the five of them have been together in 10 years. So I'm sure he's got a lot of stress. But uh, a few funny things about this scene. Yeah. Number one, Whitney invites everyone over for dinner and orders Chinese food. Thai food. Over, whatever. I was like, you couldn't even at least pretend, like put it in a plate like you made it. <laughs> you know, sprinkle some paprika on top of it or yeah. pretend like you like, made bring it or the potato, something like that. Take it out of the case. I thought that was hysterical. <laughs> and another thing that I thought was weird during this scene is like they put up, they show a close up of, I believe it was Shaylee, like, putting the food on her plate. I'm like, why are we taking this, like, five to ten seconds to focus on literally just Shaylee scooping, like, a close-up of her scooping food out of the container onto her plate? I was like, what, why, why was this important? Uh, I was all for it, because I'm starving. <laughs> um, so but, but I did, it's nice to find out that... Um, her dad does have a roommate. Yeah, yeah. 
now. Yeah. now. So and it, he seems okay with it. That. Did work. He seems okay with it. So he told his sober living folks that he was excited about dinner with his kids, and then someone suggested that he should be grateful for his addiction to bring them together. And I was like, that what? doesn't make sense. I know. I was like, that doesn't make sense at all because if you didn't have this addiction in the first place, you wouldn't have missed out on these 10 years to have this dinner. And when I heard that too, I was like, wait, what? I was like, who? Don't take advice from drug addicts. <laughs> right? I, I mean, I, w- I understand that the person, for one thing, was just trying to make him feel good about where he is. About in his the situation, life. yes. But it doesn't, it just didn't come out right. It yeah. doesn't sound right. It just didn't really work. Because when he said that, there was a long pause. Kind of after he said that, and I, I was like, "Ooh, that's." <laughs> and maybe the 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 friend or whoever it was was also like, "Now you're going to end up even tighter than you ever would have been because you've been through this together." That might have been what he was kind of going for. But I, I would. But just the verbiage he used there, it, it it made me a little bit sick to my stomach. I was like, "No, I don't think that's what we're trying to say." Here. I know. I, I just the long pause. At the, I don't know if there was a long pause or if producers just added that long pause, but I was. You could see them being like, wait, what? <laughs> we wish you didn't have this addiction, Dad. Yeah, no, no thanks. Um, and then, like you just said, Will um, kind of goes in and he's like, we've been through this, Dad, before. How do we know? But I do like that both Will and Shaylee are willing to go to Sober Living and be part of like the program they talked about there. Yes. and I, I Because that's clearly a step that they haven't taken before. Again, I kind of hate knowing in real life that um, he's kind of disappeared. And... He's kind of MIA from the family. Yeah, I, I hate that. Because that normally doesn't mean anything good. But mm. let's move on to something even better than this. That's... Cucina Tuscana. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? That's the name of the restaurant. Tuc- oh, Cucina Tuscana. Oh, I say t- I said Toscanos. No, Toscanos <laughs> is that Brazilian steakhouse that we went to. I spelled it out. Toscanos, is it? Cucina Toscana. Tus- oh, Toscana. Oh, I totally got it mixed up. Oh. <laughs> because well, we've been to Toscanos before. I love Toscanos. <laughs> oh, it's so good. So this is like right when Heather comes in here and he's beatboxing for her and she's dancing. That was like my true George W. <laughs> and Michelle Obama moment for me. Give me a little beat, baby. Give me a little beat. I love that. They are so cute. You could tell how much Sharif, like has so much fun with Heather. Yeah, and Jen Shaw wants to make sure that Heather Gay knows that Jen appreciates her friendship and she wants and she wants to spend time with her. That made me really happy that she took to heart what Heather said at Mystic Hot yeah. Springs because uh, you know, Jen Shaw can be kind of self-absorbed. Yeah. So I'm glad that she actually heard that and has taken it to heart and is going to make sure that Heather does not feel that way. That is a good friendship. You know, friendships are a lot like relationships. You kind of have to treat them the same as, but you could get rid of them just as like faster than a relationship. Yeah. But friendship is a type of a ship. <laughs> You, you gotta, you gotta steer it. You gotta, you, you gotta, you gotta tend to everything. You gotta tend to the the sails. You are deep. You gotta, you gotta you tend to deep. the direction. This looks like some real bullshit right now. But you know, I've always say the way that you show someone that you care about them is to pay attention. Exactly. Yes. And Jen Shaw paid attention. That's why I love like gift giving because it's it really shows somebody that you're really thinking and listening to what they're doing especially if you yeah. have a really good gift mm, i'm really good at gift giving i love that you are very good um heather giving. hearing the name big daddy or mm-hmm. you know you know 
And he lives up to his and name. And Big Easy, too. You know, Big Easy or you know Big what? Daddy? I'm not Big sure Daddy, Big Easy, Sir, Captain, whatever you want. Pirate <laughs> looking for some booty. I don't care. I'll call you whatever you want. <laughs> uh, but you know what? I could tell one thing that was just kind of a moment, and I noticed maybe the second time looking through, when Heather's like, ooh, so tell me about Big Easy. You know, you can tell that she's giving off like this, you know, sexual energy. Oh, yeah. And Sharif goes something along the lines of, no, it's not like that. So Sharif, I think, was actually trying to set Heather up by knowing, listen, he's not a party guy. He's not necessarily a good time guy. He's just good, solid people that mm. you need to know. I didn't catch that because I'm st- my ears are still ringing after hearing Big Daddy. <laughs> oh, Big <laughs> My Daddy. ears are ringing from Sharif's beatbox. <laughs> <laughs> but you could tell that Sharif, like, this is one of his really good, good friends, like, close friends. Oh, they've been friends for 30 years. They played ball together. Yeah, that's awesome. Heather needs some tenderloin meat right now. I'm all about the tenderloin. Who doesn't? I love her eating choices. She just wants meat, and that's all anybody I mean, it's wants. It's so funny life. because, like, um, even Andy Cohen has said that whenever they go out to dinner, that it's always they always make sure to show what they're ordering. Mm-hmm. It's like a thing. Yeah. But I feel like with Heather Gay, it's like part of her storyline sometimes. Oh, I, I support it. Her support licking the meatball at that. Eyes Wide Shut Party in the first one was just the best imagery ever. We love the meatballs. Oh, I, 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 I love it, and I love her. <laughs> Winking at boys as they walk by. It just kills me. Uh, no one can flirt like Heather Gay. Mm-hmm. Not like, climb up his leg or anything yet. Just wait after dessert. But you know what did kill me? Was when he ordered cranberry and orange juice and Heather's face after <gasps> that. I wish her face, I wish you could hear her face. (laughs) Seriously. I felt like I could. (laughs) Well, actually what got me first is his name is Keith. Did you catch that? Big Daddy. Oh, I heard Big Daddy. Yeah, his name is actually (laughs) Keith. And she's like, I heard you're the Big Easy. And and she's totally into him at first. Oh, yeah. He's he's tall, dark, handsome, and alive. (laughs) (laughs) Those are some good check marks to list off. Um, But you know what's what was interesting? That the last two men that she has, you know, kind of hooked up with or tried to hook up with, neither one of them drink. Not drinkers. Not drinkers. I even wrote down, I can't, and it's in all caps, I can't wait to watch Heather flirt. And then he ordered that (laughs) drink, and I was like, Uh, And Heather, her, like, reaction to it reminded me so much of you. Like, what? No drinking? Okay, I'll force alcohol on you later. (laughs) (laughs) No, she's like, looks like I'll be drinking enough for both of us tonight, which I've played that game too. Oh, you played that game too, (laughs) trust. So I was sad that I didn't get to watch her strong flirt game because it's really enjoyable to see, but oh well, maybe uh, there's still another episode or two left. There's gotta be another Big Daddy out there. I also love when Jen is trying to talk to Big Daddy or Big Easy about how great Heather is. Like, what I love about Heather is like, she's changed the game, blah, blah, blah. And, And then he's like, is this a carrot? I know. I was like, that is not a good first date. Like, no, Jen was annoyed. That did not make you look good. And I hate that, too. Like, when I'm having a conversation with somebody and they're, like, distracted in the middle of your conversation with something else, I just stop talking. I stop doing my conversation. Because I'm like, I'm done. I don't need to tell you the rest of it. <laughs> and But also, was it a carrot? Have you ever heard of a carrot being a garnish for any type of beverage? Even, like beverages without alcohol listen celery is a garnish so I'm yeah but that makes a little bit more sense to me i don't 
don't know. I was like, certainly it's some, uh, maybe it was decorative. I don't know. And then Heather makes the mistake of asking him what's, what he does in Pennsylvania. But before I get into that, let me say this. Knowing that he's in Pennsylvania and Sharif knowing that he's probably not the kind of guy to hook up when he meets a girl then this really wasn't trying to make a love connection. No. Because he's far away, yeah, and he's not, again, the type of guy to leave a party with a lady like uh, the last gentleman that Heather met. Well, no, because when he was talking to Jen and before all this, he's like, I think this is going to be a connection for Heather. Remember? Yeah, but I th- I'm like, why didn't you know better? I don't know. I think he was just more excited to try to have a, a connection. And plus having his best friend in town, you know, that's fun. And maybe since Sharif is not a drinker and not a maybe not so much a party guy, maybe he doesn't understand people like Heather and myself, mm-hmm. where that's an important component in a partner. I, want, <laughs> I, I need someone who's going to be my wingman at a party. I need someone who's going to be my drinking buddy. I need someone who's going to be my go-to for a good time, you know? And, and in the way a good time means similar not exactly the way but similar to what it means to me yeah and clearly even though jen shaw posted something on social media about not you know all the great qualities about this guy and couldn't believe that heather wasn't into him i'm like it's not that he wasn't great he just doesn't have what was in common you know when you were saying that you love seeing heather flirt I don't think you caught the video, her live video that she was doing on Instagram with, I think his name was Alex from Below Deck or something. I literally just saw that it was happening, but I didn't get to see it. I saw, I listened to a little bit. It was kind of hard to watch and mostly on the guy's part. I don't know. It just, it was kind of hard to listen to, but you know, they were just flirting with each other and back and forth, but I couldn't finish it because it was just too hard. It's not a love. I definitely know that's definitely no, not no. a love connection. No, no. <laughs> well, I couldn't flirt up against Heather Gay. I would be, in, uh, now that I've seen her flirt on TV, I'm like, I don't have the flirt game. Well, maybe I do. I don't have a good flirt game, but when it's with somebody that I'm not sexually attracted to, I could flirt game it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, Big Easy supports student athletes, and he starts telling his story at 735. And continues telling his story at 8.05, and at 8.17, and at 8.34, and at 8.43. That is like an hour and ten minutes of him talking straight. I mean, I've certainly, it wasn't him. I mean, was it? I mean, it could be. I mean, it could have been, because <sighs> he was going, I still don't know what he does. Yeah, he's a catch-all. You know, he supports student-athletes, but he doesn't have a specific title. He fills in the blanks of what is not being handled by other people. The the music in the background during this whole scene is so funny. The downward drum beats and stuff. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Like, it's just, it was just too good. Yeah, 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 But when he says he wants dessert, Heather replying back, we'll get you a Slurpee on the way home. You'll be fine. That made me laugh so hard. It was so quick. Yes. I was. Well, she rarely says something that isn't funny. I mean, just like everything that she says is like a one liner. She's so funny. But, you know, like Jen wants to go salsa dancing. He wants to get dessert. She's like, I want to go somewhere and find someone who will drink with me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Quick question. Yeah. Icy or Slurpee? So I don't know if I even, you know, it's different in different regions of the country. I think Icy is kind of national, but I don't know that I've had a Slurpee 
necessary. Uh, what? I know I've had other things similar to Slurpees. Like there's something, there's one kind of similar icy fruity beverage that has a, a like a slush puppy, slush puppy. I've had a slush puppy, which is like a Slurpee. No. But I don't know if I've had like the brand Slurpee. I think that's maybe more of a West. I don't know if it's West Coast. It wasn't from the, in the Southeast anywhere. I well, was. I am clutching my pearls because I am very upset with you right now because that is just not acceptable. So Slurpees are like the best frozen drink ever. It comes in like six different flavors. You can mix them all together. That's called a suicide. But wow. mm, and they have like the Coca Cola Slurpee. Gosh, it's so good. Mm. And you like put that at the very bottom. So then when everything melts at the very end, you have like a Coca Cola Slurp at the end. So like an icy is more of like a foamy drink and a yes. Slurpee is more like an icy, icy drink, ice yeah. type drink, chunky ice type drink. More flavors. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's the same thing as like I, I mentioned Slush Puppy and these other brands. It's not, but it's okay. <laughs> I, will, I, will, I will help you and we'll go to 7-Eleven. Stop. Well, thank you for inviting me to this Slurpee TED Talk. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> growing up, going to 7-Eleven as a kid, especially on like 7-Eleven, like the month and the day. Like, you get free Slurpees. Or you could bring in, like, a cup, whatever size cup you want, and fill it up. Work. It is awesome. Slurpees are the bomb. That's, like, summer childhood memories right there. (laughs) After Heather Gay uh, says about, and thanks for inviting me to this suburb TED Talk, um, there was another moment where I wished I could get a sound bite of Heather Gay just shaking her head. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I wish there was some way there was a soundbite. But I really thought it was so nice that Sharif got her a car. What a, he's such a gentleman. I wanted to say something about that. When Sharif says, like, do you need me to get you a car for a ride home? That is such a gentleman thing. And it reminded me so much of you, Bear. Because oh. when we go up the stairs, he makes me walk in front of him. And when he goes downstairs, he makes me walk behind him. Just in case if I fall... He's there to position himself to catch me. And I walk on the side of the road, uh, sidewalk closest to the road. So I don't get hit by cars. <laughs> he keeps me on a leash so that I don't get too far away. He gives me treats when I go, when I poop in the designated area. Like, that's just great. Like, he treats me so good. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> uh, so, do you want to go to Whitney's house? <laughs> You are a true gentleman. You are. You always put my needs before, and I, it really reminds me. That's kind of what Sharif is like. He's just a like no holds bar gentleman. I, I agree, and I, I love seeing that. So let's go to Whitney's house. Yes. Uh, kids these days. Kids these days rolling around on their skateboards and eating junk food. All all of these women have really beautiful kids, though. They all really do They're have all beautiful cute. kids. Yeah. Um, I like Whitney's statement: "The longer you let things go, the worse they become." I mean, that's kind of an obvious statement, but not all of us are. You know, sometimes we put things off, hoping they'll disappear. Mm-hmm. And she's uh, has the inside enough to know, like, this isn't going to disappear. Yeah. Um, so she wants to, get, and speaking of what's not going to disappear is, you know, Jen's and Sharif's party. What happened at Sharif's party? Yeah, her um, anger about that. And I also like when she um, wants to get the girls together, she says, I know that I'm not the fan favorite right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> clearly, maybe not. But I love that the, the cut scenes to all these texts going through. I'm like, the texts have started and it's spreading faster than mono during Bandcamp. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought it was strange that it was all via text because normally when they plan a group trip, it's via FaceTime or it is even in person. But I think Whitney is probably just nervous to see some of these people in person and maybe she's just... That's I don't she... know. This cast, I don't know if it's because I'm focusing so much on this 
season of like SLC, but none of these women are friends. It's it's so separated. They they don't all get together and do stuff. You know, like in other series, like they're all having lunch and dinners with different random girls at different times, and they're all getting together at the same time. But it's basically there's two groups. There's Jen and Heather. And then there's Lisa and Meredith. Yeah, we talked about that last week. And and then Mary is somewhere on the side. Oh yeah, and Mary's Mary and Whitney are just kind of floaters. You yeah. know, and it's it. I don't know. It's just weird. I don't know if I'm just focusing on it too much. Um, um, there is a divide. Weird. They haven't all filmed together since the crazy luncheon. Oh my gosh, that's true. So, episode like three or three, four. Yeah. And, I mean, they've done other things as a group minus Mary. Has anybody checked on Walter? <laughs> oh, sorry, oh, you guys. We okay. So we found out just the uh, this week, actually, this week when they during the filming, we were watching the show with a friend, and he let us know that. Um, so we got married last October in a, uh, in a private space in a restaurant, and we found out Wednesday that we got married right next door to Walter's Osteria. Amazing. We could have had Walter there as a witness. He could have been our, uh, he could have done the ceremony. <laughs> could you he could imagine? have brewed up a potion, got in his time machine, and done our wedding. <laughs> <laughs> and he probably could have told, uh, like, taught us some spell potions afterwards. He could have given people the last, the last truffle oh on my earth. Gosh. So that was really exciting to find oh, out. Oh, I did find out that white truffles. That was not the last white truffle of on course. Earth. Like of I was course, like, that course. cannot be. That would be so pricey. And it wouldn't be in Salt Lake City across the street from P.F. Chang's. Right. <laughs> so like Heather's immediately into Vegas. Jen Shaw, she's like, yes, girl, as long as I'm the CEO of fun. And then Meredith, well, Vegas isn't exactly my scene, but I can probably make it. And I'm like, Why Meredith, you say you that? Know, yeah, <laughs> Meredith, you know I love you. You don't have you don't have to say Vegas isn't my scene. You can just say, Hey, I can probably make it. I'd like to spend time with my castmates. Yeah, exactly. I, I you don't know, know I hate to speak that. anything negatively about Meredith because I'm in love with her in a way. But I was like, Meredith, don't be a Debbie Downer there. Oh, I love that. I love that. Um, Mary is in her closet again. Yes, this is our second Mary yes. scene. So just for a second, um, she loves Vegas. It has one of her favorite homes. But Bear, did you hear that? She has a beautiful home there. She needs to let everybody know that she has a home there, and it's one of her favorite homes too. This is one of my favorite homes. <laughs> right? Um, so, but she would rather have a plane full of mice than go to Vegas with Jen Shaw. So let's think. Uh, let's list Mary's phobias. She has mice now. She has convenience stores with African American. Wait, men. it's not just mice; it's rodents. Yeah, um, she convenience stores with African American men. Hospital smells like her list of phobias is growing. Oh my gosh, I can't imagine. Does she leave her house? <gasps> is she agoraphobic? <laughs> I don't, well, she goes to church at least. Well, that's just another home. And, and then Lisa, I'll have to think about it. But thanks for the invite. And then calls Meredith. Right? Jeez. It's, this, and that comes up again later. There's a lot of kind of mean girl kind of thing going on with Lisa and Meredith. Mostly on Lisa's behalf. Lisa versus Whitney very much. Lisa is still... She's not... She's P I. She's not pissed. She's pissed. Yeah. And Lisa says, "Isn't that ironic that Whitney hasn't apologized to me?" I'm like, "Is that irony?" No, it's not irony. <laughs> no. We've had lots of discussions about irony. 
in this household. Yeah, I, I'm obsessed with the difference <laughs> between irony and coincidence. It's a conversation that I bring up more often than you guys would probably be. It has made me not believe in irony anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's a coincidence. Right. But Lisa wants an apology. She wants Whitney to take accountability. And Whitney still hasn't, to be honest with no. you. Um, and Meredith said she's willing to go. But she's not interested in having any drama. I'm like, good luck, sister. Good luck with that. I mean, we're coming up to the very end of the season, and we all know what comes up at the end of the seasons. There's always a huge travel and a huge fight. Um, But you know what? I was kind of proud of Meredith saying, you know, I saw her. She was just the messenger. So I'm not going to see her as, you know, an enemy anymore. I'm going to let it go. So I, I was like, good job, Meredith. Way to keep your head on your shoulders. Yeah, I really like that, too. Mm-hmm. Why don't we um, take a little bit of a break? I'm thirsty. Oh, uh, yes. And then when we get back, we'll head towards Vegas. Hooray! Bye. Hello. When we get back, we are in our getting ready for Vegas montage, starting at Heather's house. Getting these Vegas looks. These are my Vegas pants. You know, I think that like every time Heather Gay speaks, she's like, she cracks a joke. She's just so funny. And I like that she's even that way with her kids. She's like, are you worried about mommy bringing home a man? (laughs) He's a top notch gambler. I love it. She's so um, friendly with her kids. And it's like they have a good friendship. I love everything that I see about the relationship um and then we move to whitney's mm-hmm. and she is getting her outfits ready and she still has not heard back from lisa about going so she doesn't know if lisa's going at all but i, I just like at the very end of this justin's like good luck <laughs> and you were happy to have a few more moments of screen time with justin i just so. love justin i think he's a sweet guy these how these salt like husbands are just I'm loving Sharif even more Mm. now, though. He's just really a stand-up guy, and I love him. In the next scene, I love Meredith's, like, racer-striped denim jacket. These women got some serious coat and jacket game. So sexy. I love it. Well, when you live in the cold, you really got to accessorize your jackets with your outfits. Yeah, so Brooks is helping her pack. So she, uh, I I love the, what... First of all, I love what Meredith considers walking shoes. <laughs> and then uh, and then Brooks doesn't know that people walk a lot in Vegas. I don't know. Brooks just wants to say something nasty. <laughs> <laughs> well, he only knows that it's the prostitution capital of the world. So, I, I, mean, I don't no, but, know if that's true, but I definitely know it's the gambling capital of the yeah, world. <laughs> I mean, he, he probably hasn't been to Vegas or party Vegas, but anyone who's like seen a Vegas commercial or seen a movie take, that takes place in Vegas, I think that you know there's always people on the streets when you're not in a pandemic. Yeah, and I grew up in Reno, Nevada, so when I say that, people are like, oh, you live like right next to Vegas. I'm like, no, it's like eight hours away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> people get very confused with Reno and Vegas. Then cut to the CEO of the fun committee, Jen Shaw. <laughs> and she's with Stewart. Stewart! 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 Um, she is the person who everyone gets along with because she's the hype girl. I'm kind of like the person that gets along with everybody. I was... <laughs> I was like, Jen, who are you talking to? Well, you know what? I think, here's the thing is, I think that is her, but we're just... What's interesting for the story is when she's blowing up, and that's what they're showing up mostly. But you can see, like, earlier when she was on her roller skates and her... When she's having fun, she is having having fun. fun. I bet you she loves to party and have a good time. But just like a lot of the Housewives of York, Brandy Glanville, for example, alcohol just 
it gets to a point where you see the switch flip. Mm-hmm. You're like, uh-oh, I see the red in their eyes. What the f*** is this Ooh, but she is a no-holds-barred fun-time girl. <laughs> I got in trouble because I said... You didn't get in trouble. <laughs> I said no-holds-bar instead of barred. And I didn't know that. <laughs> well, no, I didn't. You were in trouble. I was just like, I, I, I think that maybe you don't know that phrase. So I'm glad yeah. you told me that because I've been saying it wrong for years. I know it was unsolicited <laughs> advice, but it could be fixed in five minutes. <laughs> and um, I, I told you because I felt like you might am, appreciate knowing it. You did. I just say in trouble because I like to give you a hard time. I know. I know, I know. <laughs> then the girls get to the airport, but what you all don't know is that this is the old Salt Lake City Airport. Mm-hmm. We have a brand new airport that opened up, I want to say, um, late March, early April. I want to say it finally opened. Of last year, yeah. Of last year, of 2020. Um, right so when yeah, we were no longer flying. Right when we were no longer flying. Um, our new airport is gorgeous. Beautiful. But you have to walk more in that place than you do in Vegas. I don't think it's going to always be It's that. not always going to be like that, but right now you have to walk. So anybody that has been to our Salt Lake City airport right now, you're like... Dang, they have to walk so far to get out of here. <laughs> oh, unless you're Delta. Uh, unless, you're Delta. <laughs> unless you're Delta. Um, but so I, when I saw this old airport, I was like, oh, I was a little disappointed because the new airport is something very important to us. Really? What happened there? I don't. Oh, I mean, nothing major. Just only that's the place where I proposed to you. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I you know I get proposed to by so many people all the time. I know, you know it's, it's hard to just mix it up. a thing. But yeah, you know what? I love it because I when I do travel now, I get to walk by where you propose to me every single time, and it makes me feel so good. Yeah. So uh, before I proposed last October, this past October, right before we started this podcast, mm-hmm. uh, I called Hunter's mother. To get her permission, because uh, again, I know he's a mama's boy and he's a gentleman. Yes, and then um, so Heather or Heather Hunter was coming. <laughs> Heather Hunter, same yeah. word, same thing. Yeah, um, was coming back from a trip, and so my good friend Bob and I, my brother Bob, as a lot of people call him, we uh, went to the airport, and so when he came out from where all the uh, passengers are exiting the airport, I got down on one knee in front of everybody and. Pledged my love. Uh, and the, our local news picked up the story and picked up the video and shared it. So it was pretty awesome. And um, my friend at Instinct Magazine picked it up for us, too, and, and wrote about it. So it's really sweet. It was so really you special. Could, you could Google it, and you could see it yourself. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so whenever we walk through this, all like, airport is exciting. And so when we saw the old airport on this episode, we were like, wah, wah. Yeah. But we do get to see Whitney's Vegas hair, which <laughs> is it. probably the hair from all the promos. Yes, the longer one. Yes, and to be honest with you, it looks way better here than it did in the promos. Yeah, um, I think because in the promos, they have such bright light shining on her. Well, and the crimping in her hair, the the, the curling that Mm -hmm. they did, and the part, and you can, like, see her real hair. Like, and I hate to say this, but when the promo photos were coming before the show happened, I... I did. I was distracted by Whitney's hair in every shot. I, I just did not like it. It looks better here. I'm not going to lie, though. It, I still think her extensions could be look even a little bit better than they do here. 
Yeah, now that I know about extensions and how often women use them, I notice it a lot more now. <laughs> yes. Whitney has still not heard from Lisa, doesn't know if she's coming. Um, Whitney is not happy about the lack of communication. It's rude it, and it's selfish. But Heather Gay is happy because it feels good to be a bad Mormon in Vegas. <laughs> she's a awesome. Mormon girl's taste of the dark side. <laughs> it is a de uh, definitely a different world than they're used to. Yeah, we're going to have to take a trip to Vegas. Um, I can't believe that they have an entire car just for luggage. I can. Uh, because when I travel and I have events and stuff, I bring like three suitcases. Yeah, but you're performing and I'm going to have to do like three or four costume changes in one night. These ladies, how long are they going to be there? I mean, it's only two episodes long, three max. I think only two, though. So how, how many costume changes are they going to have in two days? Listen, when I step outside... I am performing. <laughs> so I need to have a look a for everything I'm doing. to that. <laughs> Amen to that. So they get in the car, and then... Um, <laughs> Whitney calls Lisa, and it goes straight to voicemail. I see Lisa just, like, declining it right away. Oh, I, could t I totally knew that's what she was doing, but I was like, what if she calls Meredith right away? And she does, like, four seconds later, do she calls Do you think Meredith. she knew that they were all in the car together? Or do you uh -huh. think that she was just really being that outright, uh -huh. like, hateful? I don't think she was being hateful, but I think she just didn't really want to talk to Whitney, but she knew that she had to get into contact with them. So instead of Whitney keep calling her or having to call Whitney back, she called Meredith and decided to go through Meredith instead. But she had uh, to have known she was on, like, speaker because you could hear Whitney be like, Hi, Lisa. And there's just I silence. Know, I know. I even wrote that. I can't believe it. But, you know, I like how Jen Shaw says, this is Lisa's thumbs up. I was like, oh, oh gosh, good way to good. bring it back. Bring it back. Um, yeah, that's good. But, it, you know, it is kind of rude and selfish to not let people know like hey I am going to be there and I can't attend but I you know I am working so I don't know what all I can do yeah Lisa's like I don't owe Whitney a, a thing but I'm like yeah if she invited you the least you could do is say yeah I decided that I'm going to be able to make it you yeah. know that's the least uh, you know I, I get that you're mad um, but it, I think it was pretty rude yeah it, it was a, it was not necessary. Yeah. The ladies arrive at Nomad Las Vegas. And did you notice that when they're all standing in a line in the hotel, when the weird hosts approach them with the weird poem, they all look like they're about the same height. Now, I thought that Jen Shaw was like three and a half feet tall. I'm surprised to see that maybe the rest of the cast are close to that. Uh, Meredith's obviously a little bit taller, mm -hmm. but I was surprised to see that how uh, petite, the real petite, Housewives. I just didn't see what heels they were wearing because, you know, there's different sizes of heels and stuff like that. Yeah. So I don't know. But I did notice that they were all very similar in height. But yeah, that guy coming out and welcoming them with a poem and stuff and like giving them champagne right away. I was like, oh, damn, I can't afford staying here. No. When they give you a drink before you even get to your room and say a poem, like that is way too expensive well, for me. <laughs> first of all, if it was just me and you showing up, I'd be like, did you just read a poem, a cheesy poem to me? Like, that yeah. was... <laughs> Are you hitting on my husband? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? I, and they all looked at him like, what is, what is he saying? What, why, why is this happening? It was very sweet, 
but I think if he memorized it, I think it would have flo- it would have gone better. And but him like looking at a, yes, at a at yes. a paper, it's like, did you did you spend all day writing that? It was just yeah, he put more effort on his poem than Billy did on his proposal to Heather. <laughs> oh my god, <gosh. laughs> he did. Yeah, I thought it was weird. So Whitney tells him that they're going race car driving, which sounds super exciting. But Jinshaw's like, no, sorry, I, I have a I have a surprise for Heather, which was so sweet, but <sighs> it's kind of rude. Oh yeah, I feel bad for Whitney. Everyone's ditching her and not letting her be the organizer of the trip. And plus, as she points out, now she's stuck alone with Lisa and Meredith. Oh, gosh. See, that's the worst part for me. uh, You know what? It it wasn't that bad. It took me a second to not not realize that. And then when she said that, I was like, oh, my God, Whitney, that's awful. And then Lisa arrives to Meredith's room. Again, I do feel like she should have at least responded since she was invited. But Lisa is one of those people who says, I'm not changing myself for anybody. Yeah. And another one of those triggers for me, because I feel like I really like myself, but I know there's always room for growth. Mm -hmm. And if there was something that, especially someone that I cared about, which I know that Lisa doesn't care about Whitney, but um, I feel like that's a, um, on Instagram this week, Lisa went Oh, yeah, while she was getting her makeup done. Yeah, getting her makeup done. And she went off about how she's not changing for anybody. And I'm like, a little change can be good. A yeah. little change can be good. Listen to your husband. But there's a lot Listen of things about there's a lot of things about authenticity being thrown around about all these women. Are they being authentic to themselves? And I I found that kind of weird that that's what a lot of them are focusing on is who's authentic and who isn't authentic. Right. Um, I do agree with Lisa, though, that and Meredith, for that matter, that Whitney does need to take some accountability, and we'll get there. Um, they, um, but they want everyone to take accountability. They want everyone still anxious for Jen Shaw to take account- accountability about talking about Meredith. And then Whitney and Heather, of course, still want Jen Shaw to take accountability for throwing the glass. So, but y'all, why I mean, are you trying they... to get Jen Shaw to? Take accountability for these things. You guys, it's it's a lost cause right now. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, they even want to get, like, they want to get the guy that gave Jen the drink in the first place in trouble now. <laughs> it's like, they just it's want insane. everybody to be apologetic. So Heather Gay and Jen Shaw have their surprise moment because she loves Heather so much. She's throwing her a Shaw Amazing. Shaw Amazing private shopping luxury experience. So um, Dora and Gollum are her personal shoppers. (laughs) (laughs) Are you talking about Dominic? Yes. Yeah, he scared me. I just wrote, Dominic scares me. (laughs) I just wrote Dora and Gollum. Oh my gosh. I love that um, the shoes that they buy that match, like I think Heather buys the yellow bows and Jen Shaw buys the red bows. I thought those are really cute. And you know what? I... I do like that pink column dress that's kind of, um, what do you call ombre, I guess? Ombre, yes. I do like that pink, like, ombre column dress. Beauty Lab uh, pink. Yes, Beauty Lab <laughs> pink. And then, did you notice that the fern suit is actually the J-Lo print? Do I look like a fern? From it the is? Yes. Oh, it looked familiar. But and it's I didn't also, know. Um, Lisa Rinna wore that print also. Oh. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's I believe, uh, at least it's what, I, okay, if I'm wrong, you're welcome to drag me. I read it on on the internet, <laughs> so, but I, I did, it looked familiar enough that I didn't disagree with it. Yeah, when Jen gets up on the 
the bar and says, am I a sexy fern? (laughs) I was dying. I was like, yes, honey, give us house plant. (laughs) And this is also the scene that we've been teased since before the show ever started when when Jen Shaw says, you can't buy my tits because my plastic surgeon retired. Uh, That's awesome. Uh, We've been waiting for that line (laughs) since like October. Uh, When they're taking pictures up there and having so much fun and Jen's shoe comes undone and she falls... Heather is a ride or die friend. Did you see the death grip she had on Jen's shirt? Even with her long nails, she had a death grip on that. But did you notice that when Jen fell, she was trying to sit on Heather's shoulder? She was literally trying to sit <laughs> on Heather's shoulder, and that's when she fell. <laughs> that's awesome. So um, Jen's glad that they're not going race car driving, then cut to Whitney uncomfortably waiting for Lisa and Meredith. <sighs> to be honest with you, there was, such a, there was a really weird look on her face while she was waiting for them. It looked a little bit staged for me. Oh, I It looked a little bit like, Whitney, stand here and wait. Lisa and Heather are on their way out. Yeah, well, you know, that kind of happens a lot in yeah, these types of yeah, shows. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if I'd be happier to have a shopping spree or a high-performance vehicle. If the shopping spree was free, like I didn't have to pay for it because I couldn't afford that, I would totally do the outfits thing right away because I love a new outfit. I no, love shopping. I think the gift was just the private shopping experience because Heather came out with half as much as Jen did. Yeah, that's true. Um, but, you know, that high-performance driving, that's got to be so much fun. If you've ever been in, like, a vehicle that has some really good kick and somebody like slams on the gas, you could feel that in your entire body. So I totally understand why people love high performance vehicles. I love that. And Lisa is dressed for this. She's wearing like that cute little tracksuit. I want it. I want it. I want it. I want, we'll get it. I'm go- I'm, <laughs> I have to. Brooks needs to make one. Perfect. Thank you so much. In red, yeah. So I could at least have something. Um, I'm not surprised that Lisa was already she was working in Vegas. I'm not surprised that she took a call in the middle of a sentence. Oh, me either. Not at all. I was <laughs> and like, stayed was until like, they were there. As far as I'm concerned, I was like, was that rude? No, that's just Lisa. I mean, she's just doing her thing. But that drive was so painful. I'd rather be at church right now. I would have rather been in church as well. Like, yeah. that was rough. I hated that. So they get to Las Vegas Speedway. More handsome bearded guys. Now, Lisa, in her, in her quote-unquote, in real life, as opposed to this, which is not real life, <laughs> she drives a Porsche Panamera. And so she uses that brag moment to get some advice from the gentleman on what kind of... <laughs> if I drive this kind of fancy car, brag, 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 uh, what type of car should I drive here? <laughs> that British guy was hot, though. Yeah. He um, had such a hot voice. And then I love them all when they come out in their racing suits. They look so cute. And then, after all the bragging... <laughs> All the excitement. She loves cars. She loves speed. Cut to Lisa being the slowest driver. I think it looks like the girls even lap her. They do. They do because they say, you need to get over so we can let these other two pass. I was like, dang. It's so weird that she did that, but I don't know if she was worried about, you know, like she's kind of taking into her mind business-wise, like if something does happen and she wrecks this car, she's going to have to pay for it, you know? So she's kind of worried about it. Um, But yeah, her going so slow and that guy just said, okay, just a a little bit more gas. A little more gas now. A little bit more if you'd like to. A little more gas, Lisa. Yes, ma'am. Just a uh, little bit more gas. (laughs) Did you notice that Meredith, who hates to drive, 
was the fastest. She was going 110 miles yeah, an hour. Yeah, Meredith 110, who hates to drive, Whitney at 108, so they were all neck and neck, and then 70 for I loved it, how they filmed that, because it's like, zoom, zoom. <laughs> um, after the drive, Whitney starts off with an apology, but an apology for how it happened, because she's still blaming Heather. Well, she does at first, but I do feel like at the end, she's like, and I do need to take accountability for what I did. So I want to say I'm sorry yeah. again. Yeah, I was but totally beheaded there. I was throwing there. Heather under the bus is making me so angry because for one, Heather's ride or die gal for me. I love her to death. Whitney is a ride or die gal too. But Whitney, you did not do well in that no. thing. And she really was helping you. I really want to ask her like now that she saw it, I will find does she out. think differently? We'll find <laughs> out. But I will say that Whitney gives a full on apology at least three times. She apologizes, makes sure she apologizes multiple times. And you know what? That's all Lisa needed. I like that when Whitney said, told, told Lisa that she talked to Mary, Lisa said, grain of salt there. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, but you know what? Nobody speaks for Lisa or Mary. No, they do not. Them. No, they do not. Mm-hmm. Case closed, honey. Well, everyone seems ready to move forward. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll see. I'm going to hold my breath for the next three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go back to Heather and Jen trying on some clothes. They, they get practically the same shoes, but Jen gets twice as much, like I just said a little bit. Yeah, and they start talking about Whitney, of course. Jen is still not happy with Whitney. <sighs> She's exactly in the same spot she was before. Heather is trying to explain what Whitney was trying to say, and Jen flips. She cannot handle it. I'm having deja vu. Mm -hmm. This exact same thing happened with Mary. Jen told Mary she was over it and then as soon as Mary was gone she kept freaking out about it. Mm -hmm. Here last week she told Whitney she was over it but she's she's not able to be. I was kind of hoping that since Jen got to have this converse, uh, conversation with Sharif, that she would be a little bit more level-headed and been like, oh, it wasn't that big of a deal. And, you know, it's better now because we got to talk. She is not having it. She just does not like it that she brought it up during that birthday. And she is making it known that Whitney ruined that party. Oh, but then when Heather Gay asks, well, are you blaming Whitney for breaking the glass? <gasps> my whole body tensed up. Oh, yeah. Like, my butt puckered. I was, like, <laughs> freaking out. I was like, no, don't do that. Don't do it. Yeah, I was, it was rough uh, when she said that. But you know what? It's true. Like, Well, Jen has a point that Whitney came about this the wrong way, but that's all that Jen can see. She's so used to reacting this way that she doesn't really want to see it from the outside. As Heather said on Watch What Happens Live, She people are like, Jen Shaw's putting on from the camera. And Heather's like, no, this is how she acts. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and which is not great. Which is really not great. But you know what? I don't think Heather is so much scared of Jen. She's just more scared of losing her as a friend. Yeah. And listen, every whenever you have anyone in your life who reacts that way, Volatile. you all you walk on eggshells. It's not yeah. necessarily being scared of them. And maybe the word scared is what's throwing everybody off it's more like i walk around eggshells around you to keep you from blowing up mm-hmm. it's not fun when you're blowing up so i try to keep you from doing it yeah and, and i think that's what really this has been about yeah all the time. absolutely but you know heather says jen just wants a henchman she doesn't want a friend yeah and yeah. i could totally see that and especially when she was on watch what happens live and they're asking all these questions it was it wasn't towards jen it was more towards whitney about that she's a you know can hold a secret, you know? Yeah. Um, but, 
I thought it was pretty bold, though, for Jen to tell Heather that she's putting her reputation on the line from being friends with Wendy Whitney. Oh, that's that no much. one wants to be. Here's what it is. Jen's been talking to Lisa and or Meredith, but probably, you know, I really do feel like Lisa is kind of the ringleader, the anti-Whitney ringleader as far as Lisa and Meredith are concerned. Yeah. But Jen Shaw has been talking to Lisa, and Lisa has probably, and, and the other girls, Meredith, they, they're not into Whitney right now, and that's probably this reputation, quote-unquote, that Jen Shaw is talking about. But you see that a lot on these shows, that when there's a new girl or there's a girl that they don't like, the other women tell that girl like that's gonna like lower your status in, yeah, in the yeah. society and yeah, stuff yeah, they yeah. always kind of throw that out there like you're you're not gonna be Deandra don't hang person. out with Brandy yeah Deandra exactly. don't hang out with Brandy she's gonna bring you down which you know I could talk about that all but day but you know in the next episode I'm very nervous with this lady that's like coaching them or <clears> whatever <throat> and they're like who who doesn't trust Jen and everybody's hands go well, up well you can't blame them I know honestly but I'm just like, <laughs> it's got to suck to be Jen sitting there. She's like, Seriously, what? So uncomfortable, <laughs> so uncomfortable. Well, thank you all again for another exciting week of Housewives. Thank you for joining us. Let me remind you one more time. Next week, please don't be panic panicked if we're not out like we normally are by Sunday evening. It might not come out until Monday due to some travel. But in the meantime, please make sure to follow us on all social media outlets. On Facebook and Instagram, we are The Real House Bears of SLC. On Twitter, we are House Bears of SLC. And you can also email us at the real house bears of slc at gmail.com we are also on youtube so you can go and click and subscribe to us and see some behind the scene videos and also listen to all of our podcasts on there we are also on itunes podcasts but what i really need you guys to do is right after you're done listening to this go to itunes podcast go to our page and scroll all the way down to the reviews and give us a five star no four star, no three star. Five star rating. Five star rating, because we really rely on those ratings. And thank you all so much for listening to us. And we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. Testing. Testing. Testing, testing. Testing one, testing two, testing three. Hello. Oh my God, hello. And welcome to Harden Manor. Ooh, I'm cold. Where the wind is always blowing, no matter how cold you are. Oh, that must mean that that explains the chill <laughs> that I have.